If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Saturday, November 28th. And here's the kind of thing that happens on the show that is so funny to me. Mark is telling me about how his family has been binge watching Succession, that amazing HBO show. And he took the opportunity of the lockdown to catch up on this show. And then he and his beloved got obsessed with it. They loved it. And I said, hey, you know what? I conducted an interview before the pandemic with one of the stars, with Brian Cox, who plays Logan Roy, the, the patriarch of this crazy media family. Mark, I guess, had forgotten I did that. I did it for uh, CBS this morning. And so we went and found the interview. And now, remember, this is pre-pandemic. In the first part of the interview, it's all about this hit show, Succession. Here is the first part of our interview with Brian Cox. Talk about your success on this show and how it seems to have just gained momentum every single episode from the first season right through to the second season. Well, it's it's been a sleeper. Um, it, it, it's been quite extraordinary. I mean, I think the show's been great from the word go, but it, it took a while for the public to get with it. And now they're with it with a vengeance. I mean, I they love the show and they love the family. You know, the family they love, the family they love to hate. What I want to know about Logan or how you play Logan is, is the business really his primary spouse and his primary concern and everyone else just orbits around it? Well, I, I think the key, and it's in episode seven of the first, I mean, there's little, we have, there's little reveals that the audience don't always get because it just passes rather quickly. And I think the reveal is it's, it's an elaborate game. For, and it's the great game for, for Logan. And I think it's something to do with his childhood. It's just something to do with his background. It's something to do with his kind of sense of non-affiliation, which he's had throughout his entire life. He's a self-made man. He's not... The, 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 this, these are the Roys. They're not the Murdochs. They're not Redstone. They're not any of them. They're the Roys. And they, have, they are their own entity, and very much their own entity now. But Logan is... A mystery wrapped up in an enigma, you know. And he is enigmatic. You don't quite know what he's thinking. He can be absolutely beastly, like born on the floor, you know, where he suddenly, mm. the, the demonic comes out. But also, and this is the key, the other key to him, he does love his children. Yeah, because in the end of the first season, spoiler alert, when he is embracing Kendall, I do think we feel love. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, I think, but he's, 
But he's also, he has this incredible, he can't help but being manipulative. It's like it's in his DNA. But it's also to do with survival. It's to do with his own personal survival as well. And the one thing that Logan and I have in, in common is that we're both parentless. My father died when I was eight. My mother was institutionalized for quite a lot of my, because she had a massive nervous breakdown, so she couldn't really function. Mm. So, and Logan's mother dies quite early, and his father is just not even present. So, and also, <laughs> now, now they've made him from my hometown. I mean, I, I, the bizarrest thing was, I was playing him for nine episodes from Quebec in Canada. That's what I was playing him as. He was born in Quebec. And then suddenly uh, it was on the night. And I'd suggested I could play, that he could be Scots. And they were saying, oh, I'm not sure about that. No. Adam McKay was, Jesse Armstrong wasn't. So we played it, we did it. And then in the ninth episode, Peter Friedman, who is wonderful, plays Frank, who I keep firing and rehiring. <laughs> he said, uh, I've just done an ADR session and they've changed your birthplace. I said, "What do you mean they've changed my? Not, what do you mean they've changed my birthplace?" He says, "Yeah, you're not, you're not from, you're not a Quebecois anymore. You're from, oh, I can't remember." He said, and he looked it up. He said, "Oh, somewhere called Dundee, Scotland." I said, "That's my hometown." <laughs> <laughs> well, what does that mean? So, like Scots, I've been to Scotland only once, been to uh, Edinburgh. Yeah. Tell me what that means as Logan's background and your background. What distinguishes a Scotsman? Well, if he comes from the sort of background that would be similar to mine it's deprivation mm. on a massive scale particularly well he's older than me by the way L logan is actually nine years older than me you know i'm not as old as logan i have to act old for that. i know it must be hard it's tough uh, but uh, what happened was that he's so much that so much more he does come from this similar background he, and so i understand what that background is and also he's of a generation he would be the same age as my late brother and there were people who were orphans who were then sent to um, Canada as young children. And it, clearly his mother died and clearly he went, probably came to Canada when he was during the, the Second World War and there, as a refugee. Mm. And that happened. There, were, there was a sort of kinder transport that did that. So that's the background. So I understand his roots. And I think because they wanted it more and more personal, that they allowed, they, they started to write Logan in a particular way that they didn't quite write him in the first series. If you were going to encounter this family, and you, you being Brian Cox today, yeah. how would you describe them? Dysfunctional. And what else? Quintessentially dysfunctional. Um, slightly tragic. I think tragic. Yeah. That's exactly when no, you say, I mean, I feel like this is a Shakespearean yeah, is, drama. So as really, much as everyone in media wants to, you're right, put the imprint of which family is which thing yeah. in, in each of the in but there sequences. Is a, there is a, it is, it is a tragic element. And, and it's also, you, you also have to understand that, it, you know, it is a morality tale. It's very, very strongly a morality tale. So it is reflecting the morals of the time we live in. You know, all the, uh, all the stuff that's, you know, going on with people who have who've entitlement. You know, this, this curse of entitlement. Yeah, I think that that's funny because I do think that Logan has love for his kids but yeah. disdain because yeah. they haven't done anything. No, they haven't done anything. And it's not their fault. And, he's also, and he also knows that he's ultimately responsible. He doesn't shirk that. He does love you. I mean, that was the first thing I said to 
Jesse. I said, does he love his kids? He said, oh, yeah, he loves his kids. And, of course, once you've done that, he does love his kids. But it's, it's, this, it's the fact that the world and, 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 and the morals of the modern world are actually reflected in that family and reflected in, in the show. So it's almost as if it were the Game of Thrones in a corporate setting, because yeah. it is a game, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so when you start the third season of Logan, what do you want to happen for Logan? Well, I, I know I, it's not your, you, you don't get necessarily get a vote. But. No, no, I don't get a vote. And in a way, I, I don't, I, I learned very quickly the, the, the strength, the beauty of, the, beauty of um, the show is that you don't know what's going to happen. And at first, that irritated the hell out of me because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an actor who likes to prepare. I know what I, I like to know what I'm doing. But quickly it became that I'm, I wouldn't know what I was doing. And I sort of, there was, I got a frisson from that. I thought, oh, this is good because I don't know where I am. And, you know, many, many years ago, a great director, now no longer with us, once said to me that character is contradiction. All character comes out of contradiction. That a, a character becomes a character when he, when he or she contradicts themselves. That's character. And Logan is full of those little contradictions. Oh, he's like that. He cares that his relationship with his daughter, his you know relationship with his nephew, his great nephew, and also he he is smart enough to know how to make that work to an advantage that will suit his game, his his family game, his business. Well, that's it for our Saturday broadcast. Tomorrow, we will bring you the second part of our interview with Succession's Brian Cox. If you have a financial question, we're always here for you. Just send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. As always, wash your hands, wear your masks, and maintain that physical distancing. Don't forget to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back and do something nice for somebody today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.